Welcome to Journey of the Roadrunner, the podcast that takes you on an inspiring expedition through the diverse and captivating life journeys of remarkable individuals. I'm your host, Paul Stressner, who is on a journey to run a 5K in all 50 states. Coming to you with Adriana Ferns, my friend and personal trainer who's on a soul friend journey herself. We're thrilled to be your guides as we lace up and hit the road to explore the unique paths, challenges, triumphs, and wisdom that have shaped our guests into the extraordinary people they are today. Join us as we dive deep into personal stories of resilience, growth, and transformation, uncovering the secrets to success, happiness, and fulfillment. So whether you're a fellow runner in the race of life or simply curious about the incredible stories that unfold behind every individual, get ready to embark on an unforgettable adventure on Journey of the Roadrunner. Beat me. Now let's get the show on the road. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Journey of the Roadrunners. Paul here. And Adriana, and I am the author of Fitness of Freedom. I know Paul's going to tell me I forgot to say that. So I'm officially an author now, and I wanted to say that in the intro. <laughs> I was actually going to let it go this time because we were going to talk about your book launch. Okay. Well, see, I remember it now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so it's really official now. Well, I mean, you've been selling them anyway, but... Yeah, the the book launch was Saturday, and it was unbelievable. I I the support the people who can't. I, I sold out of books. I didn't have enough. I ordered more, and they they were supposed to come Wednesday, but of course, they tell you one thing, and then you another thing happens. So, yeah. um, I did run out of books, which is uh, not a bad problem to have. And um, yeah, the support, the group. I mean, Paul, you were there. There's just a really great group of people. Very uh, mixed group, all different walks of life kids adults all kinds of people yeah i wonder how many people went all together it was packed yeah oh yeah it was and you know it was it was just great like everyone was so like awesome and supportive and a buddy of mine came from new york and he was talking to me uh yesterday morning it's funny so i'm a morning person but i realized i don't like to be talked to when i first get up (laughs) because i woke up and he was like I didn't have coffee yet. And I will say I had probably one too many margaritas. I didn't have coffee yet. And he's like, what do you, what's your plan? What's your plan with the book? And I'm just like, looking at him. I'm like, why is he talking to me about this right now? It's like, really? I'm like, not even awake yet. I'm like, do you like coffee? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So then I like walked away to go make the coffee. And then I'm like, oh my God, now I'm making a lot of coffee. So it's going to take forever to get my coffee. And uh, then he's like, your big plans, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, why are we talking about serious stuff? And um. <laughs> He's great though. And I, uh, so I, um, he said, and it's funny, Paul, you were there for the speech. I didn't plan the speech or write it. I had no idea what I was going to say. <sighs> so this is where the one too many margaritas came in. Cause I was like, Oh God, I need another drink for this. Like I was only going to have one cause I'm in training, but you know, accidents happen. It was a big celebration. And I gave the speech. My mom cried. And that morning he's like, it was exactly a minute. You did it perfectly. That's the time you need. Cause you need to keep people interactive. I'm like, what he's like yeah it was exactly 60 seconds like you planned i'm like i didn't plan that he's like you didn't i'm like no <laughs> he's like you didn't but you didn't write that speech i'm like no i winged it he's like you did not wing it i'm like it wasn't that good he's like i think it was wonderful and i taped it i'm like oh great uh, <laughs> I, I felt i don't know how you, what your opinion of it was but i felt really awkward and uncomfortable up there because it's just weird it's a new thing for me to have to randomly give a speech you know it's different when you're talking about somebody else but when you have to like say stuff about yourself it's yeah 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 
Well, you did great. You wouldn't have known it. So, oh, yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah Even though it, like, it felt like an inside, but like outside you were. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it was like a planned oh, thing thank and you. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad really to good. hear that because I yeah, had no perfect. idea what I was going to say. Yeah. And, and my friend's like, people are leaving. You have to do it now. And I'm like, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, yeah. And the, the, I mean, we had a great time. I want to give a shout out to La Pinata Restaurant and Warren. They hosted us. Esperanza was our bartender. She was amazing. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, the, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't be happier, like, with the support I got from everybody. Um, it just really was, like, a, a humbling experience to have that kind of support and just people come out, especially, like, what the book's about. You know, there's a stigma mm -hmm. of being incarcerated and, I, I felt like I got completely the opposite response from everybody. Like they just felt like they made me feel like I was like, they already liked me and now they really think I'm awesome. You know, that's how it felt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I, you know, you just never know. And like, I have some older clients and I got, he didn't, one of my older clients didn't come. He was a Marine and he texted me that he read it. He didn't come because of the weather. He's a little older. And he's like, you know, he's like, I, he said all these nice things and he's like, you know, I think I forgot what Island he said he was on Paris Island. He goes with something he goes, but it was not Danbury. He's like, I really, you're really inspiring. And I was like, wow, that's a lot coming from a guy like that. You know, mm -hmm. um, it just, I really did get an overwhelming um, amount of support. And it, it, it made me feel like the, you know, it was the time to talk about it and, and get the book out there. So, yeah. And I want to thank Kate champion. If she's listening to, cause she did light a fire under my ass to get moving. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was awesome, man. I couldn't ask for a, a better night. Um, you know, it, it really it just it inspired me to just do better overall as a person to because that many people were so supportive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean because like I've been you know we've been doing this podcast and then you know people might not comment like on it. I never hear from anybody, but sometimes I'll see somebody in person and say how it's like inspiring and everything. So it's like, Oh, <laughs> the right people actually listen it and everything. Yeah. Else. <laughs> well, Paul, and you so know, know what, what you when mean. your, when your book's done, we'll have to throw a book launch for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if we mentioned it, but um, <laughs> we can throw that in here. I had like a bit of a setback. Um, yeah. I um, think I was like, over 90 pages in and I was almost at a hundred. And then I went to um, go, go write, you know, start writing again. And, and then when I went in, it was down to 26 pages. I had lost a whole bunch of it, like out of nowhere. I, and I was doing it in, in the, um, the Google docs was saved in the cloud, but something funky must've happened. Oh. And um, yeah, I can't get it back. I've been like doing all kinds of like help things and getting help from them, but it probably would have been better if the whole thing was deleted. Then there would have been a better chance of recovering it. But so uh, it lost like all the edits since June of 2022. So Jeez. over a year's worth of work I lost. Oh. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I have this um rare mind where. I'm like, oh, it's split down the middle. 50-50 would be in um, creative and logical. So then when it disappeared, like, luckily, like, my logical brain kicked in. And I was trying to, like, instead of going to full-blown panic, I was, like, trying to figure out how to get it back. Like, I texted a couple of people to vent a little bit, but I was trying to get it back. But And then I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to make it even better than it would have been. There were a lot of edits I was going to make anyway, but... Yeah, at least yeah, I would now, have a guideline, but I'm just going to make it better now. So That's right. Yeah. There's always a reason, Paul. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's a little update on that in case anybody, you know, because we mentioned the book on here, so I may as well give an update. <laughs> it yeah. might take a little bit longer than expected, but yeah. It'll so. be better. It'll be better than it was, though. Yeah. And now I discovered that, you know, through all this research, I discovered that um, you can download the Google Doc and, you know, into a document on your laptop so I can, whenever I make edits, I'll download that and then I'll move it over to my um, external drive. <laughs> the whole no, reason I why I wasn't doing it in Word was because Google was in the cloud and I wouldn't lose it. But I think there was some kind of update and I ended up, that screwed it up. So, yeah. Technology. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think most writers have a story, so that just right. like, adds to it. So <laughs> that's right. That's so true. But yeah, I had a blast at your party. That was like so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad you came. We yeah. had a lot of awesome guests. Um, uh, oh, I wish I could remember her name. I was talking to a girl that she I don't know if you you knew her. She's she's in the Navy. She just got to Newport this Jen. July. Jen. She lives in um Torreston Mills. Okay, she's Mar Mark knows her and what and Warren. She's uh yeah Jen. I invited her. Um, I met her at my friend John's party, and she's she's she said she was traveling. She was gonna live here for a few years, and I was like, dude. Yeah. And I invited her to the summer party. I'm like, what? Come meet my friends. They're freaking awesome, and <laughs> everyone's welcoming. And she ended up making friends with uh, my wife's good friend who was in the army. So they were like mm -hmm. shooting off like military stories, and yeah, she's really yeah. sweet. Yeah, so I was telling her, yeah, because, you know, of course, I was in the Navy, so we were talking for a while. Then um, she asked about your book, what it was about. So I told her <laughs> how you were incarcerated for a few years and uh, for a few years and um, transformed your life, you know, got, yeah. you know, turned your life around and everything with the exercise and gave, gave all kinds of tips and everything. And so then she went and um, she... Um, she bought your book like right there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I had run out by the time she was there. So she might be listening now. I told her about the podcast. So yeah, hopefully. Hey, <laughs> what up? Give a shout out. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was a really it was an amazing experience, man. I, I can't, you know, I, I was I, I went in the gratitude journal this morning and I was mm -hmm. like, I'm really grateful for the support and love I have and like the good relationships and connections that I have. You know, I feel really lucky to be to have this many people i really care about and care for me you know mm -hmm. so it was, it was good yeah 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 really great positive vibe and everything you know great yeah. energy so yeah that was fun yeah so much fun <laughs> yeah yeah so uh let's uh, we, we've been wanting to do this topic for a while mm -hmm. um gym fright and what 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 it means and why some people are deterred from coming to the gym um, it was a really great topic that we had brought up a while back. We didn't get to talk about it, but, uh, I, as a trainer see, um, you know, we do, we have something called an initial session here. So it's when someone first joins the gym, they get a free session and I usually sit with someone and I get to know them a little. And one of the things I do hear about is that people don't, one of the reasons that they don't want to come in, especially on their own is they don't know how to use equipment and they don't want to look funny. Mm -hmm. Um, now, just to clear yeah. things up, these are this is for like people that want to work out and they want to like you know get in shape and stuff. But yeah, yeah something. But they're they but they have fear. They have mm -hmm. fear of the gym for different reasons, and you know, not knowing how to use the equipment comes in different forms. It's not more people than not don't say because they don't want to get hurt. 
more people say they don't want to look funny, which makes me think like, how funny is that? You're not worried about getting hurt. I mean, a, a lot of people are don't, I'm not saying they're not, but a lot of the first reason is they don't want to look stupid. And first of all, I just want to clarify, there's a lot of people who have no problem coming in here and they look <laughs> stupid. So <laughs> don't, don't make that your reason that I've, I've seen more people like practically tongue in their biceps and like, if they could like bend over and like put their mouths on their crotches, that's how happy they <laughs> I'm just saying like, that's how excited about themselves they are here when they're working out. So they're not paying attention to you. Don't worry about that. Number one. And number two, like that's the whole reason you get the free session. If you just want to do the, the session, um, they'll, the trainer will show you some of the machines to be honest. And I'm not just selling training cause I'm a trainer. If you're that nervous, hire a trainer for a few weeks and they'll help you. They'll get you through things. You know, another really good thing you could do is join a class because there's a guidance in a class. And again, no one in a class is going to go, oh, look at that new person, how goofy they look. No one's going to do that. And if they are, they're a fucking douchebag themselves. So I wouldn't really worry about it. They probably look like a fool themselves. So don't feel like you're going to look bad, especially I, I, you know, I've only worked at this gym and I've been here 13 years, but I've been to a lot of different gyms. I've never gone to a class and had people be mean to me. Um, I've gone to gyms in different states and have and, and walked into a group exercise class and people are chatty. They're nice. They tell me, well, I, hey, what's going on here? Oh, go get these dumbbells. This is what you're going to do. People are helpful. Gener generally, I like to think people are good. I mean, it's it, sometimes we don't see all the good. but And when you're in a gym atmosphere, let's face it, people working out are going to be happier. They have bet more endorphins. So you're going to get people who will help you. There's no reason to really think that in a group X class, you're not going to get some guidance. You tell the instructor you knew they're going to help you, you know, so that's a, that's a good pointer to do. Definitely get a trainer if you're that nervous, because there's no reason you shouldn't feel comfortable. Like I look at it this way. If you're paying a membership, you're paying rent here. You have just as much right to be here as anyone else. So, you know, the fear of walking in that door and not knowing what to do you can alleviate that, you know, with your free session or with a trainer. Hey, look, I need workouts. You know, there's, there's so many, um, resources on YouTube and things like that too. If you just put your headphones on and put a video on, you can grab some dumbbells, go in a corner. No one, can, I see it all the time in here, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I feel bad when I hear that people are nervous because of that, because it, it's not, you know, there's no one here who are, who's going to bite you. Well, maybe if you want them to, you might get lucky, but you know, nothing you're not, you know, and I, I always feel like, wow, it's, it's got to suck. Cause I'm, I'm not, I don't feel that way. I've been here so long. It's like a second nature. I walk around and I had to use everything. So, you know, when someone's new, I try to put themselves, myself in their shoes. I walk them around and I make jokes. I'm like, see that guy over there. Don't worry about him. He'll never look at you. He's obsessed with himself. <laughs> you know, the, people are doing things wrong all over the floor. You know, not terrible. I wouldn't let someone get hurt, but there are people who look ridiculous and they do things. I'm, I'm like, what is that move? <laughs> you know, it's like, there's yeah, as long as it's something that's not going to hurt them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. I, I make jokes. I bring people on a tour and it's like, just because someone's grunting doesn't mean the place is scary. I'm allowed. I exercise and I make noise. Like I'm loud and I have headphones on. I mean, I'm not, there's some people who are a little overzealous with it, but you know, there's no reason to have fear. Paul, did you ever have any fear coming to the gym? Uh, no, no. So, I mean, no, and, but... and that's the thing. It's, 
it's hard when I do sit with someone, there are people who are like, I won't come here unless I'm with you. And then they change eventually. I've had clients yeah. who were like super timid when I started training them. And now they're like, I've, I've watched a few of them. It makes me happy. It's like, I'm a proud parent. Uh -huh. They like walk up to somebody they're like, you almost done here. <laughs> How many more sets left, which they wouldn't even have spoken to like, they're, I'm lucky to get them to speak to the desk person when they walk through the door. And now they're like bullying the biggest guy in the gym to get the hell off the equipment. <laughs> and, it, you know, it makes me proud because it's like, yeah, yeah. You, you know what? You're you're comfortable now. And it doesn't matter how big or small someone is or any shape or size, age. You know, you're it's a place that you want to feel you're there to get healthy. So, you know, to be intimidated by it, it it's just you don't really need to be. And I guess because I'm here, people are like, yeah, it's easy for you to say, you know, but honestly, like the best way to alleviate that problem is to get a trainer or get, ha ask a friend who works out to take you with them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think you kind of touched on it there. I feel like another fear is people are like, you know, ashamed of how they look. They're like overweight or whatever. And, you know, you go to the gym, you assume people are all like jacked up, muscled up and everything. So somebody that's like overweight might, you know, not feel comfortable about, you know, the body or whatever. So what do you say about that? So honestly, if I, in my opinion, if you're overweight and you're at the gym, more people are going to be like, good for you. You're trying. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're overweight and you're like eating at McDonald's and sucking on a Diet Coke and bitching that you're overweight and life sucks and you're embarrassed, then I'm not going to feel for you in any way because you're an idiot. You're at fucking McDonald's eating your shitty food. Of course you're overweight. Why Why would you think other things would happen? You know, if you're overweight and you're trying, like, I'm like, good for you. Like, go get it. You know what I mean? And that's what most people are like, honestly. Mm -hmm. And you don't know who hasn't been overweight. You know, I've gained, you read my book, like I gained weight when I was away and I was pissed. I was like, oh, fuck, I got to do something there. I I have a trainer here. I just hired. He was heavy. And if you looked at him now, you wouldn't know. So just because someone's in good shape doesn't mean they weren't in your shoes. They're here because they're getting out of a situation or they're trying to stay healthy. Everyone has a different reason to be in the gym. But if you're overweight and you're ashamed of your body, you know, no one is going to judge you for being at a gym at all they're going to be proud of you even if you don't know them and one of the cool things about especially our gym um one of the cool things about it is that uh people uh, sorry there's a phone ringing back here um people will notice at the desk when you're in here and you're and you start losing weight people will know trainers i've noticed people come in and you know i said to a girl one day who definitely lost quite a bit of weight and she was in here almost every day very shy at first but just kept to herself she was losing like 10, 15 pounds. I looked at her. I'm like, you look awesome. She lit up. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I like the day her day was made because I noticed. But, you know, trainers and people who work in gyms at a good gym, someone's going to compliment you if you are doing well and you're trying. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that someone's going to notice is if you're overweight is when you're starting to come in and try. People are going to congratulate you. So, you know, the opposite is true. If you it's there's no reason to be embarrassed that you're trying to better yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, the embarrassment would be you fucking off and then complaining. Then you should be embarrassed because right. you're you're doing the shit. It's like punching yourself in the face and asking why you got a headache. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're trying, people are going to be happy to see you and congratulate you. And, you know, you never know like what walking in, you might make a friendship 
someone else and then you get a workout buddy you know mm. be that there's a lot of people in group exercise classes who become friends and instead of going out for drinks after the gym they're going for a walk they go get coffee and go for a walk or they do they decided to do a I, I hear so many like stories of friendships made where these people decided to walk a 5k and next time they're going to run it. And, you know, so you can make friendships with other healthy people because it's easier to become healthy when you have a support system that's also there with you. And you're going to meet those people at the gym. You're not going to meet them after work at the water cooler, you know, at the bar, those people aren't going to be your, your health lifeline, the gym, mm -hmm. people in the gym will. Yes. Yeah, so like changing your lifestyle, you know, to help your lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, it's literally life changing. <laughs> it is. But, and, you know, that's a reason to get in here to like kind of lose the what What are you afraid of? That's one question you might want to ask yourself. Like, what is the worst thing that can happen if you walk through those doors? Mm -hmm. You know, that you get you don't know how to use everything. So you ask the person at the desk to get you on an elliptical and show you how to use it. And then eventually you get your training with the trainer, you know, the free one. And then you decide, you know what, instead of buying all this dumb shit that I buy. Maybe I'll invest in a trainer for a month. You might like your trainer and you might stick with your trainer. Next thing you know, the gym is literally your second home and you're not, you're not scared anymore, you know? Oh yeah. And um, speaking of that, I was talking to somebody that I, it just dawned on me. We, we've been together for 10 years. So it was on we 2013. Have. Yeah. Yeah. It was like around um, October, 2013. Right. <laughs> oh, we're so, in a very yeah. long relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're longer than my wife. <laughs> yep. I've been with you longer than my wife. <laughs> so yeah, time flies. So yeah, yeah, you just like form these relationships. So like like we were just talking about the book launch. Like <laughs> like most of those people, like all well, most of the people there I knew from the gym. So yeah, yeah, yeah such a great environment. It is. And the it's and the people are all and they're not everyone hangs out, but everyone when they see each other, they're all social and chatting and I yeah, mean, it's like it's family. A, yeah. It is. It's a different vibe than just being at a random party. Like you really connect with people and everyone's friendly. People are outgoing and like everyone, you know, it really is an awesome vibe. Yeah. So that's another thing. Yeah. Like if you, you can, um, you know, look for a class that might interest you and then, you know, and like you said, people are friendly and everything. You make friends in the, in the class and do more workouts together. Oh yeah. So, um, uh, do you know of any other reasons? No, that, that I you've think heard? It, it's more about like being nervous, using the equipment, looking funny, like looking like you don't know what you're doing. Those mm -hmm. are usually the main reasons, um, you know, and like what you said, maybe someone's body image mm -hmm. isn't where they want it to be. So they're nervous or they're embarrassed about coming in. But it's like I, I like I said, you know, not to be redundant, but be embarrassed that you're not coming. in. Mm -hmm. You know, because no one's going to judge you here for for trying, and that's the 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 gym has a great. The staff is super supportive when they see people; they're happy to see you. You know, and the, and that's the cool thing too, especially here. We have some really awesome staff. When when you walk through the door, like one of my guy, my guy in the morning, Tyler. Shout out to him! Like he's the most pleasant. And he, 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 like, he'll come, good to see you today, eh? I'm like, oh, my God, good to see you. Like, <laughs> he knows everyone's name. It's like, there's a positive, like, and he'll say, like, cute things. Like, it's a great day to be great today, Paul. You know, like, <laughs> he just said, and he's uh, he's genuine. It's not genuine, like he's, yeah. like, yeah, he's right. legit. Like, he's, a, you know, he's a baseball ump. So he's, like, really, like, he's got this whole, like, mentality. And it's fucking awesome. I love it. I walk in at, like, 
you know, 10 of six in the morning. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm kind of half asleep. The dog woke me up too early. And he's like, good to see you today. A great day to be great. I'm like, you know what, man, it is. Thank you. Like, <laughs> it, it's just, that's a cool feeling. So imagine walking into a place like every day and being greeted like that. You're not going to be afraid to come in. You know, you're going to be like, oh, this place is fucking cool. These people are great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, it really, I get it. I understand. And, you know, one of the things I try to like, and I tell like some of my newer trainers, is like, you have to put yourself in other people's shoes and like, try to understand what's going on, why they're afraid and, and then alleviate those fears. Like, Hey, listen, it's not that scary. I promise. Like, and that's where I like me, I'm a joker. You know, I joke around. That's where I'm like, look at this guy. He's practically licking his freaking bicep. And they're like giggling. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. They look creepy, but they're so busy looking at themselves and their quads. They'll never look at you. Don't worry about it. And like they giggle and I say it out loud. So the guys are like, oh, this bitch, here she comes. <laughs> I want people to feel comfortable, you know, and I want to make a joke about some of the people who look intimidating are not at all. And it's there, you know, they're and, and honestly, like all the joking I do, we have really awesome members here. Like no one's an asshole. Like, you know, the ones that were were kicked out. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, <laughs> yeah, they it's don't like, ask. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we don't. Yeah. We don't do that here. Like, we don't put up with that kind of behavior here. We don't deal with people like that. You know, like, people get kicked out if they're jerks. Because th there's no reason for that. We don't want that energy in our gym. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we have a really versatile gym. We have a, our functional room. I mean, you have CrossFitters in there. You have a lot of people doing, like, crazy workouts in there. All different kinds of stuff. We got a really great array of stuff in there. Then there's a Pilates room where there's Pilates happening. There's a spin room. There's group exercise. There's machines. There's free weights. Like there's, we have a really large facility. So there's always, and I feel like most gyms, you can always find like a nook and cranny to go do your workout by yourself and no one will bother you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's another, you know, that's another tip. You can find a place where you can work out, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, it does seem like, most of the fear has to do with um worrying about like with the you know being seen by other people worrying about what what they think whether it's way you're using the equipment or the way you look so right yeah and it's and it's sad because it's you're there to get better you're not there to right. feel like you're being judged and i mean i'm sure you can attest to this like the older we get the less fucks we give yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, like, at this point in my life, especially now that I put my book out there, like, I'm like, whatever, man. Like, if you have something to say or you're going to judge me, like, do that. You know, I had an old therapist used to say, what others feel about you is not your business. Yep. And yep. I always thought that was awesome. So I'm like, you're right, it isn't. I don't care. If someone likes me and they're nice to me, great. Like, that's my business because it's great. <laughs> yeah. If someone's not into, like, who I am and what I do, what I stand for, then we don't have to be friends. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I have a lot of friends and I love them and I don't need extras if they're going to be douchey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's at this point, especially if you are older and you're listening, like you're, it's about you, man. It's about you feeling good about yourself and don't care what other people think. Cause you know what, if you, every day that goes by that you're sitting home going, man, I wish I could join the gym. I just don't want this to happen. That's a day you're farther away from your goals. You know, just get off your friggin' behind go sign up for that gym get a trainer even if it's just the free session you know and or look at the things you're doing that you're spending on food or whatever else you're doing that's not serving you you know get rid of that and buy a trainer for even once a week and ha get help 
if you're that nervous, if you really want to get, you know, your health is everything. What do you have without it? Right? Yep, like if, yep. if, if you don't go to a gym, unless you live in a climate that you can be outside 365, you know, it's hard to get exercise in certain climates when it's either overly hot or overly cold. And we get both here. So yep. it's nice to have the comfort of an air and, you know, we need to lift weights people like whatever you're doing, you can lift rocks and, and logs outside or you can lift metal things in the gym. Like you got to lift some shit though. So it's like getting in here, doing that. It'll really help your self-esteem when you lifting heavy shit is fun. I don't care if you're a girl, a guy, young, old, it feels invigorating to be able to lift something heavy. So, you know, instead of being fearful, look at like, Oh wow, I'm going to be able to do things I can't usually do. I'm going to learn how to lift heavier stuff. I'm going to be functioning better in life. You know, just really just take a dive in and see. I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast and you show up to the gym, any gym, you know, as long as it's not a total douche gym, because they're they're out there. Like, yeah. Mar go look around. Look for a gym that's got a lot of stuff going on in it. That way you can just head in and, you know, not be bothered. And like, you know, as my um one word theme of the year was um <laughs> um oh my god i'm like what is it paul <laughs> you told me and now i can't remember because you started forgetting uh, well momentum yeah That's so right. you want you want to start building that momentum up. yeah so, yeah you take that step and um yeah i was so happy i think it was last week or the week before i texted you i um when i lift my weights now the what used to be my maximum when i first started out it's like my starting weight now so you start you notice the difference it's an awesome feeling uh -huh. isn't it yeah 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 so. i just deadlifted today and it went i had back surgery uh, a few years ago and it was a long time since i could i was deadlifting heavy and, and feeling safe about it just because it was uh, it was almost like i you know i had fear and now i'm like yeah like it, you know i'm feeling awesome and it, it is that feeling like you feel a rush when you can lift heavier and i had more in the tank i'm like you know i i don't overdo it with there's a few moves i'm careful with just for whatever's going on in my body i never really push to the max quite yet but i know i can go heavier mm -hmm. and i'm like whoa like this is this is a good feeling and it, it's invigorating like you get you leave your workout feeling like accomplished and there's a good you know all the training you do pays off in other areas. I was train. I'm training for move now. How most, of you know, um, there's this one move I couldn't do, which I can do now, but it's, um, there's a forearm pull up involved. Well, when I went to do a regular pull up to do this other move where you roll over the bar, it's called a roll up. I didn't have to like swing to get myself up where usually I do. I just did it. I was like, shit, I'm oh, freaking goodness. strong. And like that feeling of feeling strong. It's, it's so rewarding. You know, and it can go from you lifting a 10 pound dumbbell to a 12 pound in two weeks. It doesn't have to be a crazy thing. Right. It's just like you said, Paul, like your starting weight is now, I mean, your, your heaviest weight is now your starting weight. Like that feeling feels good. So, you know, try to put all these fears aside and look for the things instead of focusing on what you're afraid of, look for things that are going to make you happy in the gym. Yeah. Cause again, nobody's judging you. And they're, no. they're more concerned about what they're doing. They're Most people else. are yeah. are judging themselves or they're mm -hmm. like kissing their egos. Yeah. There's a few of those all the time. But that who cares? They're so busy with themselves and not looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're they're funny to, it's a fun people watching experience. If if you if you're worried about yourself, look at the weirdos and you'll be like, Oh wow, that's fine. 
I don't know why I'm so worried about myself. This guy's literally making kissy faces to his biceps. I've actually seen that before. No joke. I've been here 13 years. And when I ever saw that, I was like, I've seen it all. This guy literally kissed his bicep. And he was by himself in the mirror. Like, not even with friends being funny. Like, legit. Like, made a, a bicep and, like, kissed it and looked in the mirror like, yeah. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you so know there what? You right. There you go. So... Yeah. No, no fears. Let it all go and come on down. Yeah. So you want to, oh, let me give right. my, uh, my coupon code for a soul friend guys. Okay. Christmas, yep. is, Christmas is around the corner. Um, soulfriendyoga.com. We are doing 20% off. If you punch in capital S O U L 20 and there's a lot of really nice sweatshirts and fall attire. So definitely check us out, especially if you're looking for another yoga mat. The 20% off will give you $20 off because they're about $100. So check us out, man. Awesome. Yep. And you can find me at The Roadrunner. It's R-H-O-D-E on Instagram, Facebook. And um, the website is journeyoftheroadrunner.com. And um, you can email us at um, The Roadrunner. Of course, that's R-H-O-D-E. And then the number one at gmail.com. And so if you have any, uh, you know, Anything that we didn't touch on, any reasons why you're not going to the gym, although you think you want to, you can let us know. Yeah. If you have any other questions at all about anything, we cover everything here. Yes, we do. <laughs> you could do that. And, and you can then, get uh, my book at uh, Amazon. It's free, Fitness to Freedom on Amazon. Yep. Yep. See, is it you can get the electronic version too? Yep, you get it for, yeah, you get it for the Kindle, Kindle or, or yep. a hard copy, physical yep. copy. Yep. And then, awesome. um, all right. And then stay tuned for the 22 Too Many Veteran. Yeah. Until next time, we'll see you all out on the road. Bye. And before we go, um, I'd like to once again bring up our 22 Too Many Veteran and um, a little behind the scenes here. <laughs> um, would you show some transparency? I was going to, um, you know, add this on at the end myself. And then after I found this veteran, like, I can't do this one by myself. And there's no way I was going to be able to let this one go. So <laughs> luckily, Adriana's still here for this one. So, yep, for sure. For any new listeners, uh, 22 Too Many is an awesome organization that brings awareness and remembrance to veterans who die of suicide. And they support prevention as well. Uh, the 22 stands for the number of veterans who die from suicide each day. And the reports don't even take into consideration the drug overdoses or accidents that weren't really accidents. So you can follow 22toomany.org. That's the numbers 22 and then T-O-O many.org. Um, I'll also add the link in the show notes. All right. And today's veteran is Amanda Sheldon. And this is in memory of Sergeant Amanda Ann Sheldon, um, February 17th, 1986 to October 7th, 2010. Um, Amanda Mandy Ann Sheldon, age 24, of North Carolina, formerly of Belding, passed away on October 7th, 2010. Um, and she was born uh, February 17th, 1986 in Grand Rapids. She graduated from Belding High School in 2004 and then enlisted in the Army in 2005 and was a unit supply sergeant with the 82nd Airborne Division's 
18th Fires Brigade. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I worked in like, um, at first I started cooking in the Navy and then I worked in like the supply division. So I kind of like did the same thing as her. Didn't realize oh, that. Wow. Um, she is survived by her mother and stepfather, two brothers and two sisters. Sheldon joined the army in October, 2005. Um, oh, this is according to a release and served at Coleman Barracks in Germany before being assigned to the 82nd Airborne Division in February, 2010. She deployed at least once with her most recent deployment being to Kuwait. Her awards and decorations included the Army Commendation Medal with Bronze Leaf Cluster, the Army Achievement Medal, the Army Good Conduct Medal, the National Defense Service Medal, the Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, um, wow. the Army Service Ribbon, and the Overseas Service Ribbon. It's a lot. Awesome. Um, Amanda had another year to go in the Army. Uh, and she was 24, and she had her sights set on attending Duke University for her medical career. Uh, she wanted to be a physician's assistant. She had been deployed in Kuwait during the Iraq War, during, returning in July of 2009, and was expected to ship out for a year-long deployment in Afghanistan at the end of the month. Amanda loved her Army career, and she was proud of serving her country, said or not. She was soft-spoken and sweet, but very tough, and she enjoyed running, which is, like, appropriate for us. Of <laughs> She's one of yep. us. She kind of ribbed her middle-aged aunts and uncles about staying in shape. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was into fitness, and she loved to go out dancing, and she loved music. <laughs> Again, she's like one of us. <laughs> yep, it sounds like the same attitude and everything, too. So, yeah. um, and, um, she had recently returned to the Grand Rapids area for a week so family members could throw her a going away party before her deployment. A good friend described her as a determined person who worked hard to attain the rank of sergeant. She earned a commendation medal for her efforts in the war on terror. Outside of the military, Sheldon was a huge Michigan State University fan who took good care of herself and made others laugh. And there's a quote, she was very full of life. In spite of this, her family indicates that the last year of Amanda's life had been very turbulent and that she took her own life. Oh. Sergeant Sheldon's mom. Renee Arcat went public with Amanda's story in an effort to raise awareness, change policy, and save lives. Uh, here we go. Um, <laughs> Renee told the local media that Amanda was a victim of rape in the military at the hands of a superior officer. Amanda reported the crime to the Army and informed them that she had been drugged and raped. Un unlike um, the previous person we had this micro dick asshole didn't get a slap on the wrist he was um criminally convicted and discharged from the army it doesn't say if he did time so i don't know if, how much justice would have been done there i Initial mean if he was criminally convicted of that he should have done a clip a good clip but you know because he's in the military and he's a guy who knows yep no yeah i'll have to look more into this yeah, because you know his lawyer, I'm sure, was like, "Well, you know, one mistake and blah blah blah." Like he fought for the country. You know how these friggin' assholes, yeah, twist things, yeah, rapists they can, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yeah, this doesn't get any better. Initially, Amanda sought help from military counselors, and the family reported that she was getting better, yet still struggled with depression. Amanda wanted to deal with it and move on to serve her country as she had originally intended to do. Unfortunately, according to Renee, this wasn't the last time Amanda would have to confront her past while serving in the Army. When Amanda was up for promotion, she was asked why she was going to counseling. Like, that fucking matters. Right. <laughs> if you get it, you should be going to counseling <laughs> in the military these days. Everybody, it should right. be a requirement. I was going to say, every, everyone should be in counseling. If you've done a tour, you're going to do one. Yeah, if she's going to counseling, it's none of your fucking business. Unless you're hanging around washing dishes in like some safe american base yeah yeah should should be in counseling yeah 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 like if you're going overseas especially you know to a war zone yeah Ugh. but um she would go on to get a promotion luckily but this line of questioning was something she never wanted to experience again after making the realization that her past and seeking help was not com- was not confidential Counseling was out of the question in her future if she wanted to preserve her career. Uh, um, Sergeant Sheldon felt judged for seeking treatment for military sexual trauma. Her mom reported that Amanda recognized she needed counseling again and was planning on getting out of the military. When she died, she was serving out her final year of enlistment, had plans to go to college, and wanted to start a new life outside the military with her new love. But her unit got tasked with a deployment to Afghanistan, and she set about making plans to go to Afghanistan with her unit before she was discharged from the army. Amanda would learn that in order to accomplish this, she would need to re-enlist for two more years. Amanda didn't want to stay in for two more years and made the devastating decision to stay back. She felt like no matter what decision she made, she was letting someone down. Renee observed that Amanda never came to grips with this decision and entered into depression. Amanda's mom begged her to get counseling but to Amanda, that was no longer an option. Sergeant Sheldon was attached to the 18th Fires Brigade, um, 82nd Airborne Division at Fort Bragg, which is Fort Liberty now. She joined the Army in October 2005 and was assigned to Fort Bragg. I guess it was Fort Bragg back then, so I guess I should say that in February yeah. 2010. <laughs> um the family of Sergeant Amanda Sheldon hopes the circumstance surrounding her untimely death will spark military-wide change. In 2010, the Department of Defense was concerned about the increase in active duty suicides. And since the number of suicides in the military, since then, the number of suicides in the military has increased. I mean, as we know from this organization, it's 22 a day. Right. Just like any other soldier, whether she died in combat or some other way, she's still a fallen soldier. She served her country and she served it well. That was according to her mom. Unbelievable. It's it's just it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And like, what's here's my thing. If you're a man, which you are, mm-hmm. and you're going to serve your country, serve and protect, why are you raping the women of it? <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. You took an oath, and what the fuck is wrong with you that you, you you're that fucked up that you can't just get a date? What? What? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, what? What's the problem? Like, mm. it, it, like you said, microdip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I there's mean... something wrong, and and the the problem is, the military doesn't care enough 
because this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. There would be, there would be way stricter shit going down. Because a lot of the, I'm sure a lot of these cases, which we already know, they're they're not taken super seriously. Oh. Like yep, that yep. that one girl who uh, they kept the guy on the boat with her. Yep. I mean, this is yeah. it's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it it's is. really because they've given their lives up to fight for the country, and then they just feel there's no hope once this happens. Think about like it's like someone's taking something from you that you can never get back, and like they're not thinking this. And they, these are people. This is a 24 year old. She's not. Her brain probably just finished developing like emotionally. So you've literally destroyed her emotionally for the rest of her life. Like what kind of man mm-hmm. thinks that that's okay? That's... And then you call yourself a, a military man, like you're fighting for this country. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and yeah, what's really sick is that she's like in war got all these medals and it's like this micro dick is the one that like you know is the reason she got yeah yeah like she, it wasn't in combat it, it was she she made it through combat like which mm-hmm. is huge right like a lot of people go and instead of actually getting to like you know feel good about doing all that she she could never feel good about anything anymore yeah i think and- that's some of these men who do this don't realize like You've already taken someone's life at this point. Yep. Because they're yep. they're gonna struggle with this if they even stay alive, like this woman didn't. But if they're gonna, if they try to live through it, they it's like a constant reminder. Everything's a reminder. There's certain shows they can't ever watch on TV or movies. Like it's just, it's not okay. Yeah, and I well, I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say even worse, but it's probably equal footing is like the. The privacy with the counseling that she has oh. to like that yeah. I, it seems like that's that might have been even worse like if she was well, able to stay with counseling edge. yeah if she was she, able to she still didn't counsel. Have trust. yep yeah she, and she didn't have trust anymore so she already you know at least there was a conviction so it made her feel like someone heard her so she's you know she's she felt hurt but the fact that she didn't have privacy to to talk about it anymore because clearly they won't let her have the privacy that she needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this and, is somebody that had like an incredible life in front of her. I mean, like, like we said, she's like one of us. She's a runner. She's like into yeah. fitness, you know, teasing her aunts and uncles about staying in shape and dancing and everything. Right. She was like, seemed like she was full of life. And then. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was a shitty one, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, not like that. Her, not that any of them aren't, but yeah, it's you know. it's frustrating when it's like preventable, right? You know, through no she, fault and, of her own. Yeah, and she was actually the difference is she was actually trying to, mm-hmm. you know, she was trying to get by get through it, and just one, one day didn't, couldn't, like some one day just something popped up in her head, and it was like, you know, nothing. It's not. I I think look at it this way, like her in her mind she's probably like i fought for this country i did everything for this country and this country just did nothing but let me down yep you know why am i here what did i what did i waste all my life for doing this like i'm sure a lot of people in the military feel that way mm-hmm. you know yep. yeah yeah especially not like it's okay. still look at this <laughs> speaking of micro dick that micro dick idiot from alabama is holding back promotions and shit i think that's still right. going on They're... well here's here's the issue it's like these people go in the military and they're told that they're, and you included, you're told you're, you're fighting for democracy and you're fighting for freedom. You're really just fighting some rich man's war so mm-hmm. they can get more, more surpluses, more resources. 
from other countries. It, and it's nothing to do with you spreading democracy around the world. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. And then you go over there thinking you're doing something positive. And half the time, I've heard stories. There's a guy who used to work at the gym who was in the military. And he went over, I think it was Iraq. He told me stories where where these Iraqis who were allies were bringing little girls to their tent, virgins for the men, like Iraqi girls, little girls. Like, you wonder why the Iraqis hate you. Imagine if your 10-year-old sister or daughter was paid for by an American man so he could have his way. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Of course. Well, why do you think these people don't like us there? Like... Yeah. And like the the fact that the men in the military are doing these things, like it's just appalling. You're not a hero, dude. You're a pussy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you're some in charge and you're not even serving and protecting your own people, you know, of course, like what what's wrong? It's just it's so it's so much wrong with it all. And like the government's doing nothing but, you know, basically letting these people come home and and kill themselves. It, to sum it up in a few words yeah yeah the like not only by dying by suicide but then you have like a lot of homeless out there and everything yeah. and i mean look at this guy in maine this guy in maine yep yep talk another yeah thing talk about mental health he told them he was hearing voices and they released him anyway this guy was in the military he's mm-hmm. trained to kill what makes you think he doesn't have guns and and the fact is he probably had guns legally in yep. his house somewhere. I don't know the whole story, honestly. I've been avoiding the news like the plague. But yeah, yeah, at the too. end of the day, it wasn't either he had him or it wasn't hard to get him. And the guy's trained to shoot. So he's not missing. Mm-hmm. He's not some little crazy mm-hmm. psycho friggin' asshole kid who just decides to shoot up a bunch of seven year olds. Like this guy legit knew how to shoot. So, mm-hmm. you know. And and the, and then they're like, Oh, mental health, it's not it's not guns, it's mental health. Well, <laughs> yeah. then why would why would you let a crazy person who was in, in the military who knows how to shoot out of a mental institution when he just told you he heard voices like so yeah maybe our mental health system it clearly isn't they're not putting the money into that either so no what's next yep you know, yeah at the end of it it's all thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And, yeah again like another um like it, you can count him as another um yeah veteran died by suicide and mm-hmm. not only that but then he took out all these innocent people with him so that's right. all their lives affected right right then think of how many like it wasn't just him and not mm-hmm. that it's not one person does it to themselves it's still going to affect the other people but yep. you're right he he literally it was it was essentially a suicide bomb if you think about it yeah yeah mm-hmm. like, that's basically what he did he was a suicide bomber so uh, you know a, a domestic terrorist that we created mm-hmm. america with him that you think that guy was always not maybe but mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if, if you're in the mental place getting help, you obviously needed it. And the fact that we let you go, it just, it's, it's poor. It's piss poor, all of it. Yeah. Yep. That's sick. And, <sighs> yeah. I mean, we just got to like keep spreading the word because these politicians don't do shit. Nope. None nope. of them. It doesn't matter what idiotic party it is. No, they're, they're all the same. There's a, there's yeah. a really great, there's a really great, great uh, post and it says, um, when are you going to realize the left and the right wing are from the same bird? Yep. Yep. I mean, so I mean, like, you know, with that, she was in Afghanistan. You got all these veterans in Afghanistan. And then what was it for? All for nothing. We <laughs> we just left left them hanging. So, yep. <laughs> so we got these 
<laughs> veterans that are all screwed up and then you leave these people that were helping us all by themselves and right yeah it's 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 all pointless if you ask me yeah yeah just to suit suit the billionaires yeah yeah but it's funny yeah. how um from what i understand like um we take in a lot of ukrainians like rightfully so but not with the afghanistans who actually helped us gee right. i wonder what the well, difference is <laughs> well the white people they'll take in the white people we yeah. send all this aid to the white people yeah that's exactly what it is <laughs> it's awful it's yeah. it's all disgusting but well thank well, you for uh, uh, sharing that one yeah all we could do is like um keep spreading the word try to like push people because uh, i should also add that this was in 2010 and um in this article um in 2019 january 28th 2019 the um suicides were at a 10-year high and um the per uh let's see task and purpose reported that yeah army suicides reached a five-year high on january 31st 2019 Wow. And military.com reported active duty military suicides are at record highs in 2018. And it still hasn't changed. So, wow. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, we got to do something. So, we're just going to like spread the word. I'll put links in the show notes about 222 yeah. Maddie to help us out. Yeah. I wish I, <laughs> I wish we knew her. <laughs> I know. Uh, Such a shame. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. thanks for covering that one, Paul. Yeah. Oh man, I hate to end on a downer. Do we have anything fun to say? <laughs> but we always have something fun to say. <laughs> I feel like well, that. well, you're doing you're doing the monster dash, so that's something fun that we can chat about next time. Yeah. We'll leave with the the monster dash note, the Halloween yeah. monster dash. Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about that and the um, I did um. A, a walk to end Alzheimer's a couple of weeks ago in Boston. Oh, cool. So, so that, yeah. yeah, that's a fun one to talk about too. Yeah. So we got some fun stuff coming up and All we're right. getting close to episode hundred. I'm trying to figure out something special for that one. So. All right. That sounds good. So hang in there, everybody. And uh, yeah, again, um, yeah, I mean, I put links and I don't know if you have any issues, feel free to reach out to us and we can put you in contact with, you know, right people yep uh, for sure. yeah you don't don't suffer in silence we we are big advocates of mental health over here absolutely so. mm -hmm. with all the joking aside that we do we, we definitely are because mm -hmm. yeah it's very tough to get help so we'll do what we yeah. can for sure all right thank you everybody for you know listening supporting us you know until next time we'll see you out on the road and remember mm excellent to each other and party on dudes <laughs> <laughs>